Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Welcome to Postcast, David Locke, along with Ron Boone as the Jazz defeat the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. Final score, 96-89. This is Postcast on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We also tried to Facebook Live tonight. I don't know if that worked for you. Um, No, it did not because the Internet connection just failed on it. So this will just be the regular version of uh, the good old Facebook or the postcast on Locked On Jazz and the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll be with you also after Sunday's game. If you need a recap, we do this after each and every game. So, Ron, tonight the Jazz went at 96-89 over the Lakers. Lakers looked very impressive. We'll talk about that a little bit. But the other uh, story of tonight's ball game, uh, I think, was the guard play of the Jazz. One of the things we've wondered about this team is what would they be like defensively, and I thought we really saw it. They were unbelievable defensively on Jordan Clarkson and D'Angelo Russell, two of the better guards in the league. Uh, very impressive. Just shows us now that what we see in practice is starting is, is working for them, the way they want to defend uh, the pick and roll, something that, that's been very – something that every team runs, and you have to be uh, pretty good at it in order to slow teams down. Um, Clarkson, offensive player. Lou Williams is an offensive player. But Russell, I think, is going to be a great player in this league. I mean, he just – he has the makeup, he has the, the patience, and he has range to shoot the basketball. Well, after the All-Star break last year, Russell, and actually for all of last year's rookie year, Russell put up numbers that only seven other, six other players have ever put up in their career in their rookie season, and all of them turned out to be All-Stars. So that would tell you a little bit of where D'Angelo Russell's career seems to be heading. I'd have to say it's in it's pretty darn good shape of where it seems to be going, and I would agree with you uh, very much on where they're heading now let's go to the jazz and what they did well let's start with george hill this is why you got him he made plays late his defense was amazing he took a charge late that was the epitome the epitome of a winning play you know we haven't had a chance to watch george hill other than when him coming to utah so and and a lot of times you don't get to see that complete game or that the uh uh, uh, well you know how complete of a player he he really is Uh, we've seen a couple of sides of him uh, of what he can do and the value he's going to have for this basketball team. We saw it um, tonight defensively and the, his ability to, to to take over a basketball game because it was definitely his his play there in that fourth quarter that, that separated the Jazz from the, uh, from the Lakers. Late in the final six minutes of the game until Shelvin Mack took a free throw late in the ball game, the Jazz were carried by Joe Johnson and George Hill. So we're two nights into the season. We're two nights without Gordon Hayward. Really, with a half of a Derek Favors, he could only play 20 minutes tonight. We, I'd have to say, we've seen already what these acquisitions have done for this team. Yeah, and Joe, who just seems to just mosey along, and he's out there, he's doing some good things. But then, when during crunch time, you know, he, he makes things happen. He ended up with 11 points tonight, only two points there at the first uh, in the first half. Uh, and then also we saw it, you know, against the Portland Trailblazers where he just caught fire in that second half and made himself um, available. You know, It'll be f- interesting, though, uh, to see uh, he, he's effective in the second half. Uh, so when he's 
has to come off the bench, you know, what kind of players are going to be. Yeah, what kind of players are you going to be against second? Right. Against second team guys. Yeah, and that's very important. So when you start to put a team together, I know you and I talked to Dennis Lindsay about that. And so all of those things come into mind when you went with play with guys like Dennis Lindsay. All those things come into mind. What's he going to be like with 15, 20 minutes out there on the floor? And who's he going to be playing with during that stretch? We've seen every time Joe Johnson gets a mismatch, he's just abusing people. And the idea that he's actually going to have mismatches against second-tier guys when Gordon gets back uh, gets me awfully excited about what we might see. Uh, from him. Derek Favors returned tonight, and he, he looks stronger and bigger and fiercer than I remember him. Well, and got a little tired, and rightfully so. You know, his conditioning has, hasn't been uh, well, like Gordon. Gordon's able to run and, and get his heart rate up and, and really tire himself out. 17s every day. Yeah, he was doing them tonight before the basketball game. Had a couple of little kids running him with him. He ran those little kids to death to him. Those kids was all bent over. They were tired, but Gordon gave him a high five and said thank you. But he, you know, those, that kind of conditioning keeps, it, keeps him ready, whereas the type of conditioning that Derek had to do, you know, he just couldn't. Could so it was rightfully so. He got a little tired. His game looks just so powerful. It's interesting. It's Gobert and Favors were only on the floor together for a brief moment. It was a 9-1 run. But otherwise, the Jazz went small, and they closed with Joe Johnson the four for the night. We might see a lot of that. I think the luxury that Quinn Snyder has because of injuries is being able to uh, not just not go with what looks good, you know, having to um, – Put some mismatches out there on the floor. Experiment sometimes. And then when things start to work, then later on in the season, uh, you know, he can go back into his his notebook and say, okay, this worked against this certain team, and, and, and maybe we can do it again. I'll tell you, the one guy that may be struggling a little bit to find his bearings is Trey Lyles. Yeah. And they really are expecting him to play. Boris Dio, actually, here, actually both of them, I would say, Boris Dio and Trey Lyles. Boris, I think that leg injury really impacted him a great deal. And Trey Lyles tonight, the plus-minus number on him was something ugly. I think he was minus 17 while he was on the floor. So suddenly Joe Johnson playing the four, which has been talked about all year long and a possibility, becomes important if those guys are scuffling a little bit. Let me say what I've seen here, because what we saw during during uh, summer league was the fact that they were trying to get him ready because they wanted the ball in his hands. And now, you know, you make changes, you get some, some different players in. It seemed like his role has changed a little bit. And, and I don't think he was quite ready for that. He's uh, a little round hole square peg going on right now. Yeah, it, it really is. And hopefully he, he, he makes that adjustment uh, and, and can pick things up the way he played last year. Not the way he had to play during the summer league, but more the way he played last year where he can help this basketball team. One of the other runs that Jazz took, Rudy Gobert's defense was just dominant. And he put early in the game, he was just terrific as well as he uh, hammered back a bunch of misses. Rudy is becoming... A double-double machine. He did it again tonight. He's got two double-doubles so far this year. He had 13 points, 13 rebounds. He does it on four of nine shooting, five of eight from the free throw line. Just great efficiency. And, you know, you're seeing him have major impacts in the game. The Jazz starters tonight, Joe Johnson's plus 18, Boris Diaw plus eight, Rudy plus 11, Rodney a little less, so he played with the second unit in the first half, was plus three, and George Hill was plus seven. So you're seeing the Jazz primary guys really look pretty darn good when they're out there. And that's... Talking about, yeah, they are looking very, very good. But if I want to get to Rudy, I think that double-double, and I think you and I talked about this during preseason, that double-double is going to be, I don't think it's going to be hard for him to get. Strictly because of what we're seeing right now is everything he gets around the basket, um, putbacks, you know, all he needs to score is just, 
two or three field goals and a couple of free throws, and he's got 10 points. And I think that's very easy for him right now. And you know the rebounding should be very easy for him as well. His extension deadline is just days away as well, so we'll see whether anything happens there. Uh, it's a very complicated situation. It is not uh, It's not a simple do the Jazz want him or not. It's whether the Jazz are willing to lose some flexibility uh, next year with salary cap room if they are to, to sign him and uh, there's a bunch of, tr- just so people understand that, there's things trending that would say you probably, that salary cap space is valuable. You max him out next year uh, the way the Spurs did with Kawhi Leonard and Bradley Beal with Washington, uh, unless Rudy's going to do what Giannis Antetokounmpo did, which is take a good deal less money. So we'll see how that plays out in the next uh, 24, 48 hours. Either way, he's going to get paid. I mean, and, a and lot. A lot, and, and uh, he's, he's, he's really, really improving. But let me say this, and, and, and I'm thinking as you were talking, the Lakers is going to be a team that's going to be in a lot of basketball games, but they're young enough to where they won't be able to finish. And that kind of reminds you of what we saw last year with the Jazz not being able to finish. Now, Jazz in a situation where they have players, uh, they have a, an offense that complements the players out there on the floor. So I expect finishing basketball games is going to be something we'll see a little bit more out of this team than what, we, what we've seen in the past. Probably very important for them to get one tonight. Uh, just a thought on the Lakers. I think we were both very impressed. Very, very impressed. Uh, obviously, and, and I hope we wish the best for Luke because uh, he's a great kid. I mean, and, and uh, does not have a lot of coaching experience, but he's played under some pretty good coaches that I'm sure his philosophy, and you can see that Golden State flavor is definitely you know, in his blood right now. Jazz win it tonight. Final score, 96-89 over the Los Angeles Lakers. This has been postcast at Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.